on some level, I'm not really that much of a fruit person. What? You don't eat fruit on the reg? Like not really. I mean, that's probably not good for me, and I'll wow. maybe get scurvy. Whoa. Hello, Nina. Hello. We meet again. How are you? Doing all right. I don't know about you. This has been like for reasons I can't quite pinpoint. Like I feel like a difficult week in our, you know, continuing national nightmare, you know, that just is really draining. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. where I'm feeling. Oh, I um, also, this is kind of related because it's something that you've thought about maybe recommending to me, but I finally finished the introduction to the Odyssey translation. So I'm now actually reading the Odyssey part. A little preview for our listeners. Yeah. So I moved forward and it actually, I mean, I think it, I just needed to sit down and focus for a bit because it was a really good introduction too. And they're yeah, interesting. It's great. And- and one thing we'll talk about, because I have been thinking this year, for obvious reasons you might know, but just generally about translation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oh, that's what her whole thing was about. I mean, more her translator's note on some level, but still. That's why he gave it to you, Lauren. I know. You, you Look at you. Look what you did. Sorry. Anyway, so I like how I'm like, I want more props for being a thoughtful person. No, very good. I, I, I think I hit the translator's note and I was like, yes. Yeah. So wait for that listeners in the future I will have a lot of thoughts about translation and like how it has been a revelation to me this year in some way that I'm like oh no it's not just a magic decoded ring through which you can read works in other languages <laughs> which I think is unfortunately how at, at my late age I, I had still sort of thought about it so anyway that's another thing that happened this week cool cool, cool. all right you Shall okay we? before mm-hmm. we go on mm-hmm. and we'll probably cut this but I'm having this weird thing with pears where like the fruit yes the fruit or duos okay or like oh the fruit sorry Ah, hominin (laughs) i don't eat what i affectionately call white people pears like Mm -hmm. the bartlett pears i don't know there's like different kinds but you know like the greenish ones maybe i really have very little pear knowledge there is in fact a can of like a canned pears that i don't understand why it's in my house and i'm all like what on earth would i ever do with this Go with it. To me, a pear is what most people would call like the Asian pear, the Korean mm-hmm. pear. It's called be in Korean. It's great. That is still the superior pear. Okay. But I was grocery shopping and I just saw a pear and I was like, you know, I don't even remember the last time I had this kind of pear. And I ate one today and I'm confused by it because... It's okay. It is the opposite of a bet. It is not crunchy, and you're supposed to wait for it to ripen in some way. So it's so soft, mm-hmm. but it like looks like it shouldn't be. It looks like when you eat it at its peak, it should be crunchy. And then, like, I know we say like pear shaped, but like, mm-hmm. what a weird shape. And then, yeah. The flavor is very delicate. It's not strong, but it has like a mineral. There's some kind of mineral quality. And sometimes, dare I say, like even a metallic tinge to some bites. So like, Mm. what is that? To me, it's like, it's like, it feels like a Willy Wonka invention. Like, what is this? Maybe after you eat a bear, you'll understand it. Because that's like what I grew up with. That's like my association of a good pear. It's crunchy. It's sweet. It has a lot of water. There was like an essence to it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out because like, yeah, I just have no, I can give you no insight into pears because I don't really care for them. I just don't understand them. Like they don't, what, like, yeah, what is a pear? Like, why is the pear? Why is the pear? So we are wrapping up our fourth 
round of recommendations uh, and which uh, for last week, Nina gave me another delicious runny egg recipe involving yogurt and lemon. And I forced her to become comfortable with her own thoughts by suggesting she meditate. Truly evil. (laughs) So one of us definitely was really thinking about one's own preferences and um, and the other one, me, was uh, just thinking about maybe how how to be better, but in a way that would be really upsetting and not fun. Yeah, let's talk about these eggs. Let's talk about these eggs. Okay, so yes, I wanted to make these eggs more than I did, but it's just been a crazy week. So I didn't get to as much, but I did make them like two or three times. Oh. They are very good. Yes. Um, and I think I got better at them because the whole thing, because in the recipe she sends, so to give an example is like you take some, you take, I got some Greek yogurt. That's what I use. You sort of, you mix it with like half a squeeze, you squeeze half a lemon, you know, well, well along with maybe a little salt or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But anyway, mix it all up. And then one of the most fun parts of this recipe is you get to like swirl it and spread it all over a regular sized plate. Yes. Which is enjoyable. It feels like an art project or like you're you're in kindergarten again, you know, where it's just like make a fun mess. So you do that and then you put two eggs um, into a pan and so, and it kind of, it's usually like warm and with some olive oil, right? I mm-hmm. think, yeah, there's olive oil in there. So that gets crispy. And then you put some water, not on the eggs, but near it. And then you cover them and that's how you're basting, right? Correct. I realized later that I was like, oh, I got to use all my steaming equipment to baste these eggs. And then I was like, no, Lauren, you have already basted the eggs. That's what the water was. So I figured it out. You did anyway, it. and so that helps it, I guess, just sort of become more like, Kind of help the process along um because the like kind of the whites cook at a different speed than the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so if you it's sort of just another way because i mean i often do that night we'll cover it but i think this was adding like because the water just is creating more mm-hmm. heat that's around them anyway and so then you take those and you then put them on the plate of yogurt which is also not a ton of yogurt i would be curious it's like what a fourth of a cup or something like it's a pretty slim amount of yogurt mm-hmm. um, and you put them on there and then you put more of the lemon and also you take all of the olive oil that's been in the pan yeah. and you just pour it over there which is really great mm-hmm. and also I think helps a little bit with making sure the yogurt is not too cold right and then you suggested you, you just need some herbs 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 did I say herbs herbs, <laughs> <laughs> herbs. <laughs> need some herbs and you recommended green onions which I love anyway and um, chives, which I have honestly, like before, I think chives are that kind of thing where if you'd been like, Lauren, what are chives? I'd been like, I struggle to tell you. Um, although I think I've, I've eaten like potato chips that are like chive flavor. You know, I think chive shows up as a flavor and things. And so then you pour those over them. And then you had very, very appropriately suggested um, bread. And I do think bread is really key because mm-hmm. otherwise, as you, you've said, I think before, you are basically like, once you start, you know, like, breaking the egg yolks and like kind of eating it like there's the crispiness of the egg whites the edges are usually really nice and crispy which is a nice contrast with everything else which is very soft and runny but i think the bread is important because otherwise you 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 are just making a sauce and so like i think the first time actually because i am often not good at doing multiple things at once in the kitchen i didn't get my like toast in like my bread in 
until like a little bit later. So I had been eating some of the eggs, just like the, the, the yogurt and just like shoving that into my mouth. And so by the time the bread was ready, like it was kind of in a state, but then I was just like, yeah, just tearing off bits of the bread and just like soaking that up. Yes. That's how you eat it. And it was great. Yeah, it was great. So, um, so yeah, I almost was going to have it again and I still want to go get the sausage, but I have not been able to, but maybe on my late night grocery run. Yeah. I will get that. So yeah, and I think also this the second time I also made it look nicer. Mm. I think I didn't send you that one. I sent you the first, I think it's the first time I did it. And it was a little bit, I think maybe, ooh, I know what it was. The first time, because I've been trying to use my cast iron skillet like constantly, just because I'm like, look at me, I seasoned it and I want to keep using it so that like, I'll never have to like season it de- deliberately again. But I don't think that was the right choice. It was not. It was not, it was incorrect. It was not good. So one thing I think is a, I didn't have a top for it that would cover all of it. So I think the basting probably didn't work quite as well. And two, I think it just got a little like stuck. So like, I think one of the eggs actually had maybe broken a little bit before I was able to put it on the, uh, the yogurt. And so it just looked a little bit of mess mm-hmm. get go. Whereas I think you do want that moment where you just have the two beautiful sons of the egg yolks. And so this actually you're writing used, me a poem. Uh, a, <laughs> a normal, I just used a normal uh, nonstick pan that had a, a top that fit it exactly. And, yeah. Um, I think on like good. I eat a lot of eggs, and I think it's just worth having a nonstick pan just for eggs. Yes. I mean, I think there is something to. I have made eggs in a not the cast iron before in a way that it has worked, and I think it's sort of like made it really crispy, but it didn't work this time. I think I would not do like I wouldn't do a anything that's like too delicate no like anything that's like a steam in a cast mm-hmm. iron or like oh, something yeah. saucy I guess sometimes I do but then mm-hmm. usually I put that in the oven if I do it so yeah I don't know Fair. yeah but yeah so that was the mistake I made and I am interested in trying with non but again I have made non before but I just didn't get there because it was a very crazy week at work but I did enjoy it. It was, you know, I do think, yeah, it, it does feel very Mediterranean or Aegean, you could even say, you know, going farther east since it it, it, it did have its origins in a, in a Turkish dish, apparently. But yeah, a little bit of France, a little bit of Turkey, a little bit of Julia Tertian. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that you like it. Yeah. Because no, to I me, mean, it's I, like- You can't really go wrong with bread and eggs. <laughs> I don't know if you, I mean, like here I reveal my master plan, but so far in all my recipe recs to you, I wanted to give you something Mm -hmm. relatively simple, but also like things you would eat, like you could incorporate into daily eating and it won't be that much effort. It would be like no fuss and you could just do it. And to me, it's like, what better way of having another way of eggs that feels very fancy, very luxe. Mm -hmm. And it's just as easy as like, you're just frying eggs. That's all you're doing. Yeah. I mean, this is a really easy, like you can like, I mean, I work at home all the time and it's a very easy kind of like lunch that you can make with very few ingredients. So like all you need is some like, yogurt, two eggs, some bread and like lemons. And then I guess you do need the like green, like the herbs, mm-hmm. but, but it is something that I think I could still, I don't know if the chives are maybe starting to go, but like, I could still just throw it together again. <laughs> all right. So thank you for like providing me with a very pleasurable uh, culinary experience. You're welcome. And if you want to be super rich, you can put salmon roe on it. That's Ooh. what I do sometimes. Wow. That's yeah. taking it. What is salmon? Roe is like fish eggs. Eggs. Fish eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can just put more, you put more eggs on your eggs. 
on to what I suggested for you, which was less pleasure, less pleasant, maybe. Um, but I, I had you download my meditation app and do the introductory course with one of my favorite teachers, Joseph Goldstein. So Nina, do you hate me? No, I really like Joseph. So you, you, you nailed that. Um, and he's great. Like, I really mm-hmm. like the way he, at the end of every session, he says something like looking forward to working with you tomorrow. And he has mm-hmm. like the right level of expect expectancy mm-hmm. where I'm like, Oh, I must show up for Joseph. Yeah, You have to show up for Joseph. No, he really does. Like, I think yeah. he has that. He's just really a grandpa. You just really want to, you want to make him proud. I want, yeah. I want a gold star from Joseph, which I understand is probably not the point of meditation, but he would say not, you want to let go of outcomes. Right. So I've done the basics one course and Mm -hmm. I'm halfway through basics two. I know. I was so excited when you texted me that, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overdo it and how proud I was. It's okay. I have some questions if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Sure. I don't understand mindfulness. Okay. I like, I don't, (laughs) I know what it's not. Okay. I know it is not planning. It is not ruminating. It is not fascinating or uh, fantasizing. It is not dwelling. It's not, you know, thinking of like recriminating thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a connection between your body and where you are. Mm-hmm. And your brain is supposed to be awake and aware in a way where you feel mm-hmm. connected. But I, what is it? Like, what is, what is mindfulness? Because I don't know if there's like a point to it. Well, I think it's mostly just about being aware of like, of your thoughts as like thoughts, as opposed to like something that you kind of are experiencing and feel as though are like kind of carrying you a lot. I don't know. Like, so okay. I feel like. Cause I'm also not like a, per- I'm not like a, an expert on it by any means, but I do think for me, a few things that have been useful are also about like, I don't know if he talks about this much, but he has other ones about like sort of self-compassion and being sort of kind to yourself and trying to think about ways, um, you know, the, the way we, you would talk to someone else um, as opposed to the way you talk to, your, to, to yourself. And I think in America, like, I think there are a lot of web comics that are basically of the same idea I that a I, lot of them. Yeah. yeah you follow and they're nice I mean sometimes I even find them a little cloying but they're still the same ideas which is you are doing okay and you're doing what you can and I think that's very against our very traditional American notion which is usually like the more you like hate yourself the more you will excel do you know what I mean like and to see I guess the ways for me I think to see I think the idea of mindfulness is also like you're not going to reach a certain point because I don't think that point exists but just that you are going to be aware of like these negative patterns that you go back to this really threw me where I was just oh. like, I don't know. Like, cause then I was like, so what, <laughs> it was like very like, wow, haven't smoked in a while. I guess this was my version of it. Cause I was like, what is a thought? What <laughs> is thinking? What does it mean to think or to perceive, but not feel? And I was just like, I don't, I, it's like too much, you know, too many darts on the board. I was like, I don't even yeah. know anymore now. Well, I think it is very much about like, 
seeing yourself as not just like, as I think a lot of times we do. And I mean, and I don't think that's also even in like Western tradition, we think of ourselves as like, we are our minds, right? you know, as a, and our bodies are this vessel in which we are sort of trapped for a given we just drag along. Yeah. We strike along. Whereas I think this one is more that we are clearly a brain and a body. And those are these two things that are inseparable from one another on some level, yeah. I, I think is part of it. Um, because that's something that they do in a lot of other ones. Like I did one of the courses. So some of the other teachers, like I for a while was very against them because they are just a certain type of like white dude named like Oren or Jeff. And they talk very kind of <laughs> quietly. And, but I did take one with Oren that was about emotions, but it was interesting because all of it is usually about also like when you, like it's like, sort of locating your emotions in your body and where I don't feeling. I was gonna bring that up I don't understand that I don't know what that means mm-hmm. I think it just means like I, like if you're like upset and I think it's hard sometimes in these like guided meditations because like you maybe are not feeling any emotions I feel like you know like you're not necessarily like sometimes they try and be like okay we'll think of a situation or something where you're sort of trying to like summon an emotion so you can kind of almost practice this but I think the idea is if like if you get really mad or something but you're just being like oh because my like shoulders have tightened up or it's tight across my chest or like some like noticing what kind of physical changes happened uh in your body and and just sort of like to sort of I think again like just to see those things um oh okay that was a better way of saying it because I that makes sense to me yeah so my second question second question which is I think is related to I was very wrong in my perception of what I thought meditation was Mm -hmm. or my characterization of it. Like I thought of it as this idea of shutting yourself off Mm. and like being a perfect island in a way Mm. and just shutting down, which like, I mean, not to reveal too much of my own psyche. It's something like I, I do a lot and I also pretty good Mm -hmm. of just not saying it's healthy but I can like I'm like okay I don't touch that yeah (laughs) for a while you compartmentalize very well I do and then sometimes it comes to like bite me in the butt but like it's so yeah I guess it's like I am having a hard time troubleshooting Mm -hmm. what is focus in meditation and like what is like not that I know like Joseph does a really good job about like there is no ideal meditation and like even if you have these kind of like intrusive or interrupting thoughts, like that's part of the process of meditation. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, you don't need to strive for like, you only focus on your breath, but is that kind of like, again, I know, like I've, I've listened to a lot of him. I have like many minutes mm-hmm. clocked in, but is that the goal still? Like, I know this is the wrong question, but like, where you just focus on your breath and like your body? Um, I mean, you can't, you don't have those thoughts. I don't know if you, I think the idea is that your thoughts are always going to occur. Like that your thinking is just a thing that your brain does. And that's part of it, I think, is to accept that your brain is always going to be thinking. And that, so there's no point at which it will stop thinking. Um, like, so for me, I think the focus has been useful. Um, and there's a, there are different courses about it, but mostly for me, because I think for focus, when I was better at it, I'm not really like as, as doing it as much, but like in the spring, I think I was doing a lot more where, you know, I would do a brief focus meditation before I sat down to write or do something. And I think it's more about like, I, it made me think of focus less as like, I think we're often like focused. So I'm just going to concentrate on this one thing. And I think instead for me, it became more about letting go of all these other things that are swirling around and are going to be swirling around, but you can develop sort of the muscle of, of not of like, when they come back up, you're just like, oh no, thinking, you know, you're like thinking or like this or whatever. And, and that way you can kind of stay in this space. And for me also a little bit when I was like at the, you know, kind of the opposite of that for me, like when the pandemic first started, 
lot of people talked about, you know, watching kind of like comforting or distracting things. And for me, that didn't really work. They couldn't engage me. So instead, what I found really useful was actually like trying to deeply engage with something different from the thing I didn't really want to be focusing on or couldn't do anything about like the pandemic. So to me, that's one way that it's been really helpful. But I do think, no, I mean, I think the idea is that this is kind of like just a way to go about and and just to, to, to have like a different, it's a a disposition or a, a way of like a, a, an approach to your own mind and what it's doing. And, and so I think there are times where like, it's not just your breath. Cause I know there's some people who can't really do the breath because the focus on the breath can actually make them like they get too focused on their breath and about how it's working. So like there's open awareness, which is sort of where you just go and like, kind of where like, honestly, something just shows up and you kind of focus on it for a time and then you let it go. It's sort of almost like this way in which you can kind of move around and be a little bit not distracted, but still, but where you're able to move um, and do things. I mean, I, 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 I get on trains of association, as he says, and I go. And so to be able to just be like, oh, stop and, and bring that right. back. So the, so that's what, I don't know if this is like what he specifically calls it, or if this is like a general thing for the practice of meditation, but the noting process, mm -hmm. I do find that really helpful. But sometimes like when you were um, our last episode, when you first gave me this, you said that's kind of like an, something like a thought. It's kind of like an annoying cat and you feed it and yeah. it goes away. Or you pet it. Yeah. My thing, my thing is when I do it well, it's like, to me, it feels like, oh, like I like caught myself in the mirror and I see I have, I have something on my face mm -hmm. and I just brush it aside and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And I, and it kind of interrupts that mm -hmm. train of thought, yeah. which is like a kind of amazing. And then other times when I do the noting process, I feel like I and working a car valet and it's like car after car <laughs> with like the same clown. And it's like, I cannot <laughs> get away. It comes back and it's, and like, it's just like, and yeah, and it's just like the same clown in a different car. And it's mm -hmm. just like, God, but it, I am glad I'm doing this, mm -hmm. but, or that, and like that you recommended it. I am glad, but it is so like, it's this, it's like this very simple thing that's very difficult to do. Yes. And so, which is just like, that's the perfect intersection of things I really dislike, but kind of after meditation, like I don't feel good. Sometimes I get, I feel more irritated. Okay. I mean, I think that may be frustrated, like not unusual. I mean, I think I've been doing it for a while. So I think it got better and I've definitely had things where I start it and then I stop it. Um, or also, I mean, I think the idea is also that like, there will be times where you'll have a meditation at the end. You'll be like, I hated that. You know, like, I, I think that is the idea is that it is just sort of like a practice and like sometimes, you know, how, like, it's like how you have a crappy run. Do you ever have crappy runs? Oh yeah. I honestly, I still struggle with like, what is mindfulness? What is a pair? But like, <laughs> I, yeah. So there's something like, okay, like I can see through med through the practice of meditation, I could get to the, to the kind of like mental, like, I don't know, equanimity of like, you are aware, you are open, you're not closed off, but you are still in control. Mm -hmm. And all those things sound like great, those doubts, but it just, it's like, whoa, like tall order. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot. Okay. My third question. Third question. Yes. Again, not to like harp on a point here, mm -hmm. but I'm just curious now going through this process, mm -hmm. how do you think 
those people saw a bird. What? Remember you told me? Oh, 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 Dan, about how he, how I should say also is like, he was, I think the thing that happened was he was at this retreat where he'd been struggling a lot, but eventually did get it. And there was something where he was out on a porch and a bird came and just sat and where he felt like he had like, I don't know, just about being on earth and experience. I don't know, like some kind of weird connection with the bird. Oh, he saw like an actual bird. Yeah, he saw an actual bird. It was a real bird. No, it was not oh, a hallucination. It was it a was real like bird. A, I thought it was like a manifestation from the mind and like came to no, 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 no. meditating. No, oh. it was just like a real bird, but like he felt like <laughs> he was really like connected to this bird. Look, as I was doing it, not that I was trying to see a bird, but I was like, how, yeah. does, how does anyone see a bird? <laughs> so, okay, fourth and final question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since I, I really was expecting more with the bird, but it was my misunderstanding. No, no, it's a real bird. It was just a real, a real a animal. Real, oh a, man. A real, a real winged creature that he saw. I'm a little disappointed. I thought, okay. <laughs> fourth question though. What are your thoughts about meditation retreats? I, mean, I kind of want to do one, but like I, like, but I probably would start with a short one because it does also feel a little bit like, like most like that in my like my want to experience what it's like to be like meditating at that level for like a period of time that does I'm told have greater effects and I mean it also just seems on some level like what you're basically getting especially now is like you know those dopamine fasts or whatever it is where people like mm-hmm. cut themselves off from social media like it's like that but on steroids um but there are people I know who like are just dedicate like a month to it or the people who go to like Tibet or wherever and like they're there for three months where they are just meditating and yeah I don't know Cause it isn't, cause, cause it would be me, my nightmare on some level. Oh, complete nightmare for me. I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> but cause to me, it's like so much of like what Joseph talks about with meditation is this idea that you are not isolated and you accept that your environment is your environment. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like a retreat seems in opposition oh, like to that. that. Right. Mm-hmm. It seems like you are cultivating, you are being a perfect island. You are, it kind of like fits with what my perception of meditation was, or like the, mm-hmm. what would be a guided meditation towards like achieving that kind of state. Yeah. I think it's like, so I remember from Dan's book, he talks about it. Like it's a thing where like, no, they feed you lentils, you know, where you're like, do they eat a lot of lentils? But yeah, it is like I figured lentils would be involved. Meals. Yeah. Like it is like that. And I think you are in relatively like simple accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's not like, I think a lot of the retreats themselves are not like, they're not like luxe places. They're, they're relatively like straightforward. And I think there are times where you can go on walks or something. So yeah, I do see your point where it is sort of like, you are literally getting away from your environment and into this ideal space in theory where you aren't, um, negotiating I'm not, I'm not against, I mean, like that. I personally, yeah. like personally, this would be hell for me. I'm not against mm-hmm. it. I'm not saying like, this is in any way like hypocritical, mm-hmm. but I just like it. I'm just confused. So I'm trying to figure out like how this whole practice works. And I get to like, pe- people need to make money. I get it. You know, yeah. I want Joseph to make his money. Yes, Joseph. Yeah. And I think also somewhat there's a way in which mindfulness is very much like the practice as a, as like, you know, like almost as being like, cu- not cut off, but you know, but like kind of being separated from like Buddhism, you know, mm-hmm. and that stuff. And it's more about like, like John Kabat-Zinn who, who kind of did a lot of mindfulness stuff at, as like, you know, a, as like a practice for people who've experienced trauma or for various things, you know, where it's almost like a, it's a therapeutic as opposed to maybe as like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. And it might be that those retreats are a little bit more, not entirely, but a little bit more about a spiritual practice, but I also could be making that up. So, um, but I'm guessing that's part of it is that obviously no, there's that a lot of sense. mindfulness. Yeah. So I think, so a little bit, it is about like, not just about like, you know, so there is something about becoming 
um, like accepting where you are and what is happening, which I think it has been something that's been really helpful to me this year. I'm just like, yeah, we're in a pandemic. What can I do? You know, like, and of not fighting against that, which I think is a very, a natural thing to do, to want to be like, this sucks and why are we in it? And it's unfair. And to just be like, no, but this is just what is. Um, as opposed to being someplace where you are more like commuting with a, like a bigger environment, which is just sort of like the human plane. Gross. <laughs> the plane of human plane of existence. <laughs> You're not big into fruit. This is, yeah. Wow, this is a huge friendship discovery. Oh well, okay. Like you don't get excited about like you know winter fruit. Like not that like it's like a bounty of things in season, but bed that's a winter fruit. You know, okay. it those are in season winter. Clementines, you know, get okay, excited Clementines. by seeing a, a bag of cuties. I do, I, but then I get them and I forget to eat them. How? You just, just see know. them and you eat them. Because you just got to do it and kind of creates a mess. I don't what? know. No. 